Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer, coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful... <sighs> Pasadena, Texas. If you want to be part of the show, send news stories or friend questions, you can send them to rotwpodcast at gmail.com. I swear to Cthulhu, we'll read every single word. Uh, also, if you want... To subscribe and review on iTunes, we get a giant kickback from our mega corporation sponsors for every 100,000 listens uh, and subscriptions. So, every little bit counts, right? Right, Brennan? Absolutely. Alright! As usual, the show is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. LoneStarButtons is a small business owned by Adam Stimpy Jones... All of his parts are made in the USA at a reasonable cost. Uh, He will make your custom buttons in multiple sizes and shapes, if you ask him. Uh, He has tons of experience, and he's easy to work with. I think Mr. Dieter just put in an order for him today with my beautiful hand on it. And I have pretty pink fingernails. Um... So look for that in the store someday. Uh, if you want to get in contact with Adam Stimpy Jones, you can email him at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call him at 281-798-1996. Tell him Greg sent you and you want to suck on his hairy tits. I guess that's it. On with the show. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World Podcast, episode 59. I'm your host, as usual, Gabriel Dieter. (laughs) And in the sidecar, as, well, not as usual, but... Not here lately, no. As every once in a while. As often as possible. Bitchin' Brennan Birch. Hello, good people. How's it going, dude? Ah, it's going pretty good. Good. So I heard you've been having bowel troubles. <laughs> okay, let's just <laughs> dive right into that. All right. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I guess actually, well, a little bit of backstory. Pretty much from the time that you and I met until about six months ago, I've had diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I can vouch for that, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yes, as a, as a former roommate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, I've always had like a lot of problems, and like with my stomach in general. And mostly, I kind of traced it back to just straight up being my diet and soda consumption. So, you know, as, as I'm growing to be an older man, you know, I, I decided that I didn't want to have diarrhea anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I cut those things back, and it has done a world of difference. Did you pray <laughs> Did you pray the D away? <laughs> pray the D away. Uh, I think Brennan's insides <laughs> consist of a bag... And from the bag is a straight tube full of spinning knives. <laughs> and it, if you ate a head of lettuce, I think just coleslaw would come out of your ass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Man, we're just doing this, aren't we?
Okay, we had a bit of a technical difficulty. Technical there. difficulties, thank God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean we're leaving the topic. Nah, just kidding. Um, it's whatever, man. Yeah. Well, anyway, everybody's gonna have some kind of physical issue at some point in their life. Yeah, but I guess the thing that I was kind of getting around to is that uh, I had a sudden reoccurrence of these things last Friday, and it just completely ruined my whole plan for the Ooh. weekend yeah like Pan- I- panty time got disrupted by <laughs> oh, some bacon strips oh my god gabriel Dieter. <laughs> no uh i was going to it's see bacon time <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna go see pentagram and also uh before that i was planning to go see uh you know our friend of the show you know stacy and Oha. i was gonna go see go to see stock show uh-huh and you know go there like dance party thing afterwards for a little bit and then you know, zip across town, go see Pentagram, and have a good time. But, yeah, uh, unfortunately, I ate total garbage that Friday. Just fell off the wagon hard and found myself infirmed. So, yeah. No bueno. No Me good. Amigo. No, man. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, between that and, you know, my anxiety rearing its ugly head Uh-oh. whenever it comes to, you know, I don't know, just life in general, it just managed to kind of cripple me artistically for a little while. So yeah, we were talking some yeah. uh, about that yesterday, and I was trying, I was trying to keep things upbeat because for the past couple of days I've been talking uh, drama yeah. that we're not going to get into. But nah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, like depression plus art equals uh, mixed results. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very like it's a really precarious balance for me because like if I get too happy. Uh-huh. like it'll mess me up like it'll make it to where i just i can't i can't make anything like and I, I sit down and draw like every single day i do something yeah even if i'm just doodling in a sketchbook just absentmindedly i i gotta sit down and do something just because that's a that's a muscle you have to keep up you have to keep those connections you have to keep your hands doing what they do i think i mean at least i do i'm not a person that can just like put it down and then walk away and then come back you know well i did that design for that for gorag's uh seal of approval yeah <clears throat> After not drawing for four months, <laughs> you didn't draw for four no. months. I tried, I tried, like, but I just couldn't. I did nothing. I had nothing in me. That, that's just like really shocking for me because you know, whenever we lived together, you had the most insane work ethic. Exactly. Every that's single I, day, you were producing work. Like you weren't just like sketching; you were producing work. Right. And then, like to to hear that, like, I was depressed. Really, I was depressed whenever whenever I go through these you know low moments in my life yeah i have made giant strides in the quality of my artwork oh yeah i mean that was pretty much during the period of she who will not be named correct so and previous to that too yeah uh and good things are happening but i just you know and then fast forward five years later Uh i'm i'm really happy uh It's just, uh, and it's not that I don't have the time. It's, it's, mm-hmm. I sit down, I put my hand to paper and the creativity that got me a hundred pieces for a solo show isn't there, Yeah, you know? And I think now I, I mostly do art when, when, uh, I need to. Yeah. Like if I have a show that I'm, I'm going to be mm-hmm. participating in, or if I have some kind of marketing material to do. Right the show i think in a lot of ways like it's it's a part of the muscle for me 
because you know I, I remember being a kid you know and you know kind of being a weird dude or whatever and not having like a ton of friends and you know never feeling like one of the popular kids or whatever and kind of feeling mad and just being you know a teenager in general mm-hmm. and like so I feel like that has become a part of whenever I sit down to draw because I was like sitting down and drawing because you know I couldn't interact with these people you know right and I was just like weird and cranky and you know like I said being a teenager so like it's almost like whenever I sit down to make a piece of art if I'm not able to like kind of get in the right headspace like the thing that ended up pulling me out of it oddly enough was just listening to like power violence and grindcore yeah like that's how I had to get my head right again yeah like I just put on like you know uh I was listening to uh fucking invincible and ACDC and just like that's uh that's a good point because Lately, whenever I'm not drawing, I'm not doing the things that I enjoy while I draw either. Right. Like listening to music and, uh-huh. and uh, you know, because I listen, I listen to podcasts pretty much all day. Yeah. And when those are exhausted, I'll switch over to music. Mm. And by the time I get home from work, I just, you know, I don't have the gas to, to sit at the table and continue listening to music. Yeah. And, but... Like when I'm in the shower, I have tons of ideas, mm-hmm. and some of those we've talked about, you know, today before the show. Right. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I guess I'm in a slump right now. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, you just need to shake up the routine, maybe a little bit too. But I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my creativity out with the podcast because it's, you know, yeah. I'm, we're doing, we're doing Latino Film Festival. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going over, you know, scenarios in my head that turn out positive and turn out negative yeah and how i can circumvent the negative <laughs> uh things that could happen uh it's been a while since i've been on stage yeah um so that's gonna be a little weird but as far as i think this platform of of releasing ideas out of my mouth yeah is gonna translate well to speaking to an audience right which i've never really never really done before right I can I can see that. Um, I've noticed just in life, like conversation, like conversationally, like I've been better at dealing with people since I started doing this. Yeah, it's it's very strange. It's, like, it, it's, it's weird to be able to just like talk to people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I was never very social, even at my most social. Right. I'll, you know, uh, most of what came out of my mouth would be a joke. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just clowning. You know, around with friends. But it's really when I'm I'm doing this thing that unfortunately everyone around in earshot of this show uh, gets to know what's in my head. It's weird. <laughs> well, for better or worse, really. I mean, yeah, and it's and it's not on paper. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if they just want to sit back and judge, that's on them. You know. How how about you make a thing? How about you you let us hear all your thoughts? Huh? <laughs> how, about, how about that, listener? If you don't like the show, you're a fucking animal. Yeah. <laughs> I make, don't know. Make your own podcast. And we'll, <laughs> we'll judge you. So I wanted to, uh, we got through your bowel problem <laughs> and, uh, depression plus art, uh, on my list of things to talk about is the dystopian nightmare I had. Yes. We got to get into this. <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> this might be, uh, graphic. I don't know. It might be, I don't know. I wanted to have Renee on because he would probably laugh at what I'm about to say, but <clears throat> and you feel like I would judge you. Brennan, this might haunt your dreams later on. Okay, let's do this. I'm, I'm ready. 
Uh, so the dream starts out with me and Jess at what seems like a flea market. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty much Cole's flea market. If you've ever been listeners, I don't know if, where you're listening from, but, uh, In beautiful Pearland, Texas, beautiful Pearland. That's where I got my Pee Wee Herman doll. All right. Uh, <laughs> there was this, uh, it was just an indoor string of shops in a hallway, a mm-hmm. narrow hallway. And, uh, we were in one together, me and Jess. And then I left Jess behind to go into the shop next door, uh, where this, this woman, she must've been in her forties, late forties, uh, was sitting in her wheelchair. She had no legs, uh, which doesn't, you know, I was talking to her. She didn't freak me out or anything. Yeah. Um, we're talking about just stuff. And there's an old man in the corner. He's just, you know, reading the paper, minding his own business. Or I think he ran the shop with her. And all of a sudden, uh, I mean, she, she had no legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, she might not have had much of a lower torso. She had very small arms. Like, uh, anyway. So it's kind of a hills have eyes kind of thing. Yeah, but she was normal, you know? Like, yeah, like, we, like she could she could have a conversation. She, she was fine. Crazy, I, but... I felt completely at ease yeah. talking to her. Uh, except for when she gave me, this look came across her face like, uh, you know, like extreme sudden pain. Like... Her eyes got real big and, and she started to, her head started to turn and she said, oh no. And I thought, you know, maybe she was having problems or something and I right. was, was going to tell the old man. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden she falls over in her chair. Her chair had arms. She falls over to her side and her lower torso just starts pouring out blood. Oh, wow. And she just goes pale. And I... I lose it. I'm like completely stunned. Don't know what to do. Uh, I I pick her up and I'm I'm holding her like she's a child, you know. Yeah. And I'm uh I'm like it's okay, it's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh call for help, you know. And and I I yell at the old man, hey, you know, call call an ambulance or something. And uh, he looks up at me and he just goes back to reading his paper. Wow. This point, I'm holding a lifeless body. I don't know what to do um, other than I put her back in her chair and uh, I stumble out of the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in shock. Yeah. Uh, my shirt is covered in blood mm-hmm. all all the way down my pants into my shoes. Um, I look in the shop that Jess is is at and she wasn't there. So I go to the shop next to the next to the one I was in, thinking she skipped me, and it was closed. Yeah, everything is starting to shut down. All these all these people are are packing up to leave, uh, and it gets really cold and and dark. Hmm. And uh, there's you know people are just leaving. You know there's plenty of people around, but no Jess. I'm just fucking in shock. I have a. <laughs> I have a stupid uh, f- fuzzy blanket wrapped around me because it's really fucking cold. Yeah. And uh, so I- I'm walking down the hall to towards our car thinking she must have, you know, gone that way because she's leaving. And I start uh, 
walking in sand. Mm-hmm. Like this place is full of sand now. Yeah. I mean everything's fine, but uh the shutters closing the the shops are all like covered in like these old sheets that are pretty much rags. Wow. And they have holes and everything's blowing around. And uh it just got really fucking dark and like uh hopelessness sets in and Yeah. And uh I can't find Jess anywhere and uh that's when I woke up. Yeah. It was just like and I got the feeling as soon as I woke up, I was like it's either Hillary or Trump that's president <laughs> in my dream because that shit that is a post apocalyptic world that I was in. Maybe. I mean I to me what that sounds like is more I don't know. But I got the feeling that yeah. that uh I mean, yeah, I was it was joking. Uh, I was joking right. myself, but it really did seem like some bad shit, some bad choices were made <laughs> to bring the American lifestyle <laughs> to the point uh, of being a post-apocalyptic flea market. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. To me, that that just sounds more like a kind of deeply personal thing where maybe, I don't know. And I didn't have a phone. Mm-hmm. I had no phone. Yeah. You and know, it's not that I looked for my phone. It's just, I don't have a phone. You know, I don't think that I really have dreamed that like, my phone hasn't played a role in any of my dreams. Yeah. And I think that's really weird because of like how much of a part of my life it's become. Right. But yeah. That's for some, your only place to escape. Yeah. For some, for some reason. Yeah. I, it, it's never occurred to me in a dream to call someone like right. that. But uh, honestly, I think your dream is less about, you know, some like a post apocalypse kind of scenario as maybe, maybe it's more just like anxiety about, you know, what would happen if your relationship fell apart? Because, I, I mean, know, you man. can't find her anywhere, and, you know, you got this dead, lifeless thing in your hands, and then now you're in this, like, sandy, vacant, cold place all by yourself, and you're just lost. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that's what it sounds like to me. I don't know, man. I, I'm not I'm not uh, much for dream interpretation, because I would like to think that it just had to do with, you know, the information that I've been reading or yeah. the food i've been eating yeah just like external uh, things and while you're asleep i don't know man i mean i i'm i'm ignorant yeah. on the subject of that so but i mean like but taking it the way that you're interpreting it i have been having a lot of like crazy like like i i have had no fewer than three dreams about the purge since this election cycle has started really wow. <laughs> yeah it's 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 like like i've had like just crazy like bloody rioting cop car on fire crust punk album cover Jesus. dreams like you wow. know and, and and i don't know it, it has to be just from you know watching the news and reading everything and and what's really scary is like reading comment sections you know because mm. i mean i'm i'm fine with you know knowing that or like feeling like maybe the media is trying to pull one over on me mm. i mean you know, I, I like to think that i'm a relatively media savvy person and i can pick that out but whenever you go and like read comment sections on different articles about different things from different opposing viewpoints and just watching how people interact with each other whenever you're just like not thinking of that person as a person, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of terrifying because you, you ultimately see, you know, what is the worst thing that a person could think. But if things truly do get really bad and start degenerating, like those thoughts are going to turn into actions. I I think, it doesn't take, I feel like, you know, human beings are two or three days of hunger away from that. You know, I really uh, feel that I was actually going to bring up with all this, uh, you know, because depending on what's going on in the news, uh-huh. uh, 
conspiracy sites will start revving up the the fear. You oh know? yeah. Uh, I haven't really been plugged into that lately, but I can't imagine what like the prepper culture is going through right now. Oh man. Because either they think if they're so right wing that they think Hillary's going to bring about the apocalypse. Right. Or maybe they're just, uh, maybe they're anarchists and they just think that the government is corrupt and all this bad shit's going to happen anyway uh, with Trump. So Mm. I don't know. It'd be interesting to uh, look into that. Yeah. I really think we could probably do an entire show about that. Yeah, probably. Maybe, maybe next episode. (laughs) Please no. Uh, on a lighter note, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, we, uh, we just went straight down the road right there. <laughs> um, I finished watching Daredevil. I haven't even started. It's fucking amazing. You saw season one? Um, I saw about half of it. Season one, I mean... I, I thought it was good. I it was it. good, but yeah. it, it just laid the groundwork for this season, yeah. which is normal, but uh, Christ, man. If you're if you're a fan of Daredevil, which you know I I I read some Daredevil. I was I was a fan of uh, John Romita Jr.'s Daredevil, mm-hmm. so I read that whole you know line of of uh, issues that he did. Um, Punisher's in it. This is the best uh, realization of Punisher I've ever seen on the screen. Really, I mean, like he is better than was it was it Ray Stevenson? Better than Ray Stevenson. Wow. Yeah. I mean that. I just like that movie. That movie was <laughs> was it it overdid it. Uh, but yeah, if you're like um, if you're into the the war journal stuff mm-hmm. um, or the war zone stuff, yeah, yeah, this is the Punisher. I, I'm I'm really excited about the casting. I think that that guy is awesome, and like like the thing that part of the reason that I stopped watching The Walking Dead is because he wasn't on it as Shane anymore. Really, I he was great. He's really good on that show. He's he's a great actor. <laughs> yeah. Uh he's kind of he kind of plays the same thing a little bit. Yeah. Uh in every role, but you know, give him that role and he'll he'll do a, a solid job, yeah. you know. Uh I think Netflix should jump on a Punisher series mm-hmm. because so much can be done with that character. Right. That's interesting. I mean, he uh just watched it too and she was like, you know, really moved by his story mm-hmm. and she went from liking daredevil to liking the punisher as the wow. main character so listen up marvel and netflix <laughs> get your shit right um, stop listening to this podcast <laughs> and start production on on punisher season one <laughs> uh james bernthal is that guy's yeah. name and uh it's funny because uh i read yesterday that they're gonna do a remo williams reboot that's so uh, with, awesome. <laughs> with Shane Black as the director. And immediately I thought of that guy as being Rima Williams. Well, he looks just like the guy. Yeah, Fred Ward. Yeah, Fred Ward. Yeah, he the... looks like a young, like, actory, like, handsome Fred Ward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rugged is what they yeah. used to call it in the 70s. <laughs> Manly. Um, That's pretty much all I got, man. Uh, <laughs> we got Rima Williams rebooted. Man, like. I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about that, but like, who like who greenlights that? That's what I don't understand. Well, you like, look at uh, you look at stuff like Deadpool, uh-huh. and you add in some Indiana Jones or 
Jason Bourne plus Spaceballs, shit like that. But and I feel you like kind of get the same like feel for what the movie was. I, I, I just feel like Remo Williams is a really weird, specific thing for yes. somebody to like put money in, especially like in today's climate when the studio system is losing so much money on like so much crap, you know? Yeah. Um, but people like weird shit and they don't have to put a lot of money into it. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like the first one was a uh, super expensive movie, but I mean, you look at stuff like Krampus. I never saw Krampus. Dude, you need to see Krampus. I still haven't gone to see The Witch yet. I'm a bad person. I haven't seen The Witch, but I was I was trying to see uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane Yeah, before that, and then I'll see The Witch That's I know is going to scare the shit out of me. I'm really excited. I love, love, love that kind of stuff. That whole 16th century witchcraft stuff. That's, yeah. that's, that's my jam. Apparently it was... It was pretty accurate yeah. on the witch's side. Um, and what else? Oh, Superman Batman's coming out uh, this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I enjoyed, I enjoyed Superman, but I'm, I'm really interested to see what the story is going to be because I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big Justice League cartoon fan, mm. and uh, I just, you know, they're going to make it real life. I want to see what that's going to be all about yeah I, I i mean you know as much as i don't like those movies i'll go to them because <laughs> i mean a lot of times that's just all that's out yeah and i like to go to the movies yeah i mean well remo williams is going to be a different kind of superhero yeah. well if if they if they release it theatrically i'll be there yeah you know, definitely uh what was his origin he was just a an army guy yeah a soldier and then some white guy in makeup <laughs> And and a bad accent, yellow face, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yellow face. Yeah, yeah he was supposed to be Korean. Oh, and uh, who was it that played him? It was somebody like relatively somebody, famous. Yeah, uh, I, it was a legit actor. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I, I kind of want to look. I want to. I'm gonna look. I know it's not Ben Kingsley, but no, it's, it's not. It's, uh, who is it? Um, so yeah, they took a normal soldier and trained him in the Korean martial arts, and now he's like superhuman he has superhuman reflexes and agility and he can fight like a some bitch uh wilford brimley was in it yep uh joel gray is that i don't know who that is let's see he's just he's uh jennifer gray's father apparently huh. uh let's see that's not the guy that i don't want to do this right now <laughs> cutting out the silence you're oh, free to oh, do okay, it okay yeah i don't want to hold up the show well brennan figures that out <laughs> I just want to say that James Bernthal was not an official pick for Remo Williams, but I think he'd be great in it. This is taking so long. The audience think it's it's mere seconds. Yes, yeah, it's, it's that that Joel Grey guy played Chian. Never heard of him. Yeah, he, uh, he's in. Uh, he was in. Uh, hold on, man. IMDb sucks. It's just the radiation shielding in my house. Must be. It's blocking your signal. Uh, he, I think he's just kind of one of those character actor guys that's just in everything. Like he, he's in like all that, you know. He's like episodes of Night Gallery and stuff, you know. Oh, okay. Like he, he was on Dallas and like, <laughs> uh, that show Brooklyn Bridge. He's, he did a couple of Star Trek Voyagers. Yeah, he's he's just one of those character actor people that like if you watched like everything in the '90s and '80s and '70s, like uh-huh. it was just like, oh yeah, he's that guy. <laughs> he, he's just one of those steadily working actors that seems like he's famous but he's really not gotcha like uh what's his name uh the guy from groundhog day um <coughs> the guy that played ned ryerson i can't remember his name but he has a podcast too 
and apparently it's really good. Um, hey, why don't you uh, steer people away from your podcast, Brennan? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't need all the listeners to stay with us. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's that. Let's yeah, move no. on to the news, shall we? Oh man, let's edit that out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you just- we all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. Okay, today in the news, it's actually not today. It's it's going to be about a week's worth of news. Uh Have you been following the Hulk Hogan versus Gawker? saga i have did you see the picture that he posted on twitter today no uh it's like you know hulk hogan flying through the air doing the leg drop on the gawker logo oh really and it it has like some kind of like you know i'm so blessed or something message to it oh man like like you you can't do that you know why not like you you can't oh no because like you can't he needs to spike the ball somehow I don't know. I I feel like he you can't... owned them. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that he won. I hate Gawker. I think they're horrible people. I've never seen any legit journalism ever come out of that place. But and I'm glad he sued them. You know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you can't simultaneously gloat and then like invoke your faith at the same time. That just feels really stupid to me. <laughs> Thank God that sex tape didn't make it up. Yeah. Thank God that sex tape where I said those racist things. <laughs> Thank God. Did he say racist stuff? Uh, that's the whole thing about the sex tape that was the problem was that he was dropping in bombs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's right. <laughs> they were asking him if he had a ten inch penis at some point, and he had to say no. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, have you ever watched wrestling? Yeah, he Has clearly does not. <laughs> anyone does anyone have a ten inch penis that's like just visible? Like, uh, that'd be a disaster for the WWE. That would be whatever. That would be terrible if you're trying to wrestle with that thing. Yeah. Uh, well, he got 115 million. Weirdly, though, Jake the Snake would probably be the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that would be hilarious! Whole time he's just training with that python. Uh, <laughs> he just pulls down his his uh, tights, and it's like just a greasy drape <laughs> of cubes, <laughs> and it's just like a foot long weenus. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, so oh. he got fifteen. <laughs> Hogan got fifteen million plus. No, 20, he got a hundred and fifteen million. A hundred and fifteen million plus twenty five in uh from individuals with Gawker. Man, pretty fucking awesome, man. The uh, I mean, I, I guess it's great that they're going after scumbag journalists, but it would be awesome if they went after like scumbag, like legit journalists too. You know, yeah. If people would start doing that, that would be a really positive thing. Yeah, but who has the money to go after people for defamation? You know. Um, well, I mean, Hulk Hogan's not like the richest guy in the world. You know, he's blown through that money. He has enough to secure an attorney. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, sure. And it's a really good case, so they're gonna get paid. Um, yeah, Hulkamania is running wild. Um, in other news, there was a terrorist attack in the Brussels airport 
and 34 people were killed and 170 were injured. Um, I read uh, another report that said 200 injured. 200 injured. No. Yeah. Man. But I don't know. I mean, everything that I've seen, like this was earlier today, was all. On, Maybe like, they're the adding the dead. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I only saw like 30 something. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. It's just, I, did, I just, I don't understand. What the fuck did Brussels do? Well, I, I, that's where they captured uh, one of the guys that escaped from like the France attacks. Yeah. Like they captured him a few days before in Brussels. So oh. I guess maybe it was kind of like retaliation for that. I guess ISIS is claiming responsibility for that one. Wow. Um, the thing that I just do not understand what the end goal of terrorism is. Like, I mean, I understand that these people believe that, you know, their ideology should be what is in control of everything. Right. But that's not how you get people on your side. You know, like if you just continue to just go out and just bomb civilians, you're not convincing anyone. You're just like making people mad and just like destabilizing the world in general. I, I, I just, I, I guess maybe this is just like having grown up, you know, in a democracy and under capitalism, you know, I kind of always thought the best way to get people to follow you would be to have a good idea and then sell it to them. You know? Mm. You got to look at who the terrorists are and you also have to look at who's sponsoring them. Well, yeah. I mean, because what, you know, the terrorists are going to have one goals and one goal, one goals uh, one goal, and then whoever sponsors them, whatever state that is, is going to have the same goal, you know, that's going to align with them. Right. So, I don't think it's a matter of what what the terrorists are going to accomplish, it's what the sponsors right. are going to get out of it. And, and, and I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at, is like, I don't understand, like, because ultimately the goal is like ideological, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's this system, system A is better than system B and we think system A should be in charge, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't seem like the way to convince people to embrace that. Mm, I, well, I mean, we, I don't know. There, there's a coalition of Western countries that have gone over there and fucked their shit up. Right. So there's plenty of terrorists. Right, that we created, mm-hmm. and the people that run those terrorists are most likely motivated by money, which they're getting from Western countries' enemies. Right. So that's the way I see it. I mean, I don't know if that's completely correct or partially correct or completely incorrect, but I don't know. I I feel like I just I need to get more of an understanding of this because I just can't wrap my head around that at all can you straighten your your mic because you're talking over to the side and you're really low over here okay am i all right yeah much better um velvety it's pretty velvety all right i'm getting uh soaked um a supernova was caught on camera yes it was did you know that yes you did because you told me it was 700 million light years away. Yeah, actually, there were two of them. There was one that was uh, captured 700 million miles away, and the other 700 million light years is what mm-hmm. it was. And the other was uh, 1.2 billion light billion. years. Yes. That is 
a light year is, I don't know why I'm saying this. You smart people know that a light year is how how fast light travel how far light travels in a year. Right. The speed of light times a one year is a light year. Right. And that was embarrassing because <laughs> I barely got that together. Uh next story. Oh, the supernova. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah, we, we've never seen it before, and now we know. Yeah, we have actual video footage. It's it's out there. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. It, lo- it looks like just Google exploding star video, or you could just like Google the end of the fifth element because it looks just like that. Huh, interesting. <laughs> that, that's kind of I mean, you know the fifth element's love, man. That's that's what's all about. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> uh, next story: An American student is sentenced to fifteen years hard labor in North Korea. Yeah, man. That's tough. But you know what? I saw a picture of this kid. You know, I felt for him. Mm-hmm. Uh cuz he's he's bawling his eyes out. He's bawling. Right. Uh pleading for mercy on the court. This <laughs> this army guard that's next to him yeah. just has a st- Stone face on. He has zero emotions mm-hmm. for this kid. I mean, he must. I mean, how many people has he seen bawling their eyes out right. in that court? But mm-hmm. uh, the caption under the the photo said, uh, "Your white privilege doesn't count in North Korea or some shit like that." Right. And I was like, yeah, that's one way to put it. Um, well, like, did you see why he was arrested? He took down a flag. Yeah, he, he was trying to he was trying to take it. Yeah, yeah. Like, keep it, like souvenir. Right. Which, you know, first of all, if you're going to North Korea in the first place, which no one should. You need to have a good head on your shoulders. Yeah, you, you can't just be, like, some jerk, you know? You can't be the kind of person that sees, you know, a piece of government property and thinks... I'm going to take this home. It's going to be funny. You know, it's not going to be funny. You're, you're going to be making big rocks and the little rocks yeah. for, for, you know, most of your foreseeable future. I mean, what was he over there for like some college trip or something like that? Uh-huh. Yeah. You can forget about all that. You 15 know? years, buddy. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to go to North Korea and do 15 years hard labor. Then you're going to come back to your student loan debt, <laughs> which is almost kind of worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. Like you're they just, you're, you're going to be a slave for the rest of your life. Because you wanted to like pull a prank, fifteen years. I mean, he's all, he's only like what eighteen, twenty max. If he lives, that's that's assuming that he's going to live through his entire sentence and yes. be released to go home. Yes, that's assuming he's going to. That's live. a lot of ifs. He, uh, you think they're going to get him out? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, he he could just very well get lost in the bureaucracy of the North Korean system, mm-hmm. like easily. It would take nothing. They could just make him disappear. And what are they going to do about it? Nothing. Nothing. Oh. It's, it's just one guy. Yeah. You know? He is white, though. I mean, he, he's got to stand out. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think anybody's white when you're 2,000 feet in a mine. Yeah, when you're in a mine, you know, going blind and inhaling coal dust. Yeah. You know? I mean, don't be stupid. Dark. Dark I mean, stuff. It, it's, it sucks. I mean, it, it's terrible. I, I feel for his family. You know, but that that's completely idiotic. Yeah. You know, 
you you know where you are. Yep. Here's the better times, amigo. Uh, Amy Goodman of Democracy Now trashes CNN <laughs> coverage of Sanders, uh, or not covering Sanders rather, instead covering Trump's empty podium in the middle of a Sanders stump speech. Oh my God! I mean that that right there, you know, is just they're. they're they're trying to pretend he doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, the media is a bitch. I mean, uh, thankfully, we do have, you know, as much... Alternative media. Yeah, and, like, you know, the internet is, like, keeping that whole thing alive. And, I don't know, it's... But, I mean, think about that. Think about, you know, just what people have done, you know, kind of boots on the ground, kind of keeping his name out there. Like, think about past elections. Think about, mm-hmm. you know... Things that have passed, you know, in times before we had this, like, you know, ability to communicate with each other like this. Like, you know, what could have been, you know? I'm sure that the system's about to change. Because there's already all these rules in place by the the two major parties Mm -hmm. that will negate any attempt to run as, you know, an honest person. Right. Or an honest politician, as far as, you know, that exists. But, yeah, I mean, either they're going to ignore you or they're going to smear you. Mm-hmm. And they haven't really been able to do it with Bernie because his record's fucking spotless, pretty much. Boy Scout. But they ignore the shit out of him. And I've seen poll numbers that have been arranged... Yeah, I think I showed you that. Yeah, we we, we talked about it on the show before. It's it's really uh, it's all this media that's manipulating the information too. It's not just ignoring; mm-hmm. it, they're manipulating the way you see things. Right. But it's fucking weird, man. It, it's it's really it's creepy, and you know it it has that whole kind of Orwell vibe about it. Yeah, you think you're living in a free society, but really you're not, and because the- people are dictating what the truth is. Yeah. I mean, it, or the perception of the yeah. truth. Well, I mean, that's essentially what truth is, is what we all agree on, I guess. It's what reality is. But the thing that I think is going to be interesting is right now, you know, obviously, you know, with things like, you know, Twitter and Facebook and, you know, all these ways we can communicate with each other and share information, you know, outside of, you know, just what we can consume, you know, like things that we can interact with. The thing is, we're able to, you know, spread this information and we're able to share it with each other. Mm-hmm. But we haven't figured out how to turn it into muscle yet to actually move things and get things done. We sign a lot of peti- a lot of petitions. We share a lot of posts. But, you know, as of right now, we still have to participate in the game as it's set up. Right. You know, I mean, the, the only, you know, I guess semi-meaningful thing we can do is vote. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, we still have to find ways to... I guess force honesty on the system and figure out how to, you know, I guess demand it and make it so. And I don't know how we're going to do that. Uh, Ghostfish media is going to rival Fox <laughs> news in the truth. Uh, God. <laughs> nah, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a complicated problem. And, Actually, it's not. If people would just be honest, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very easy problem to solve. If, it's the, just... if the CIA would quit telling people what to think, <laughs> this country could be as free as uh, it's supposed to be. <sighs> anyway, good on you, Amy Goodman. Yeah. Um. Also read today, and I don't have many details on this, but in December there was a break in, uh, at the. At some, some, I don't know if it was City Hall or the Water Department, but it was where uh, Flint kept the files on their water situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the scene was that a, t- a television was missing. Um, and that's what was caught on camera is a TV being carried out. But also there were thousands of files thrown about the room. Right. uh, Like people were digging for whatever they could find. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. uh, Cause fuck, I don't know. What if, uh, well, what if anonymous comes out and just has all these files that show people were being, uh, Fucked over knowingly. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, what would I mean? They've already got the class action lawsuit happening like that and, and things like that. But um, have you seen? I mean, I guess this really hasn't been as widely reported. But they're starting to find that there are other places in the United States that have water that's actually worse than Flint. No. Yeah, there there were a ton in Texas. There were California, Nevada, like all over the place. Are they fracking towns? No. Like this is like the same situation like the lead content and things like that oh wow yeah it's 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 everywhere it's not just Flint. god damn there's so much fucked up water around uh well it's because our infrastructure is failing and nobody wants to invest in it and fix it yeah i mean we're we're way bigger than we were in the 50s whenever all these like suburban neighborhoods were kind of gridded out and you know designed right like we're 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 living on 50s infrastructure infrastructure you know, yeah. in modern society. Yeah. And it's, it's falling apart <laughs> and it needs to be fixed. Where does the money need to go? Rebuilding or building new stuff? Uh, that I don't know. I, I Come don't... on, Brennan. Sorry. I'm not a I'm... civil engineer. I, di- I didn't get a degree before we came over and did this podcast. Okay? Son of a bitch. I thought you did. I've only got uh... problems. I don't have solutions, man. <laughs> but that's what we did around here. All right. <laughs> That's enough of that shit. Let's <laughs> let's go to some friend questions. Alright. Friend questions from who do you got? You go first. Okay. I'm um, embarrassed. Alright, let's start out. Uh we got Eric Eddy. Um, what does Eric Eddy want? That Eric Eddy wants to a, know that birthday boy. Is his birthday? Well, this weekend, I think. Oh, happy birthday, Eric. Happy birthday, you son of a bitch. All right. So Eric wants to know if we are excited about the upcoming Phantasm Ravager and the five Blu-ray box set planned for release this year. Um, Me personally, yes, very much so. I I really enjoy the Phantasm movies a lot, uh, particularly the first two. Uh, I don't think I saw four, but I've seen the first three. But I feel like two is probably my favorite. Two is my favorite as well, and I don't think that I saw part four or five. Well, four, oh, five hasn't come out yet. 
Oh, no, uh, they were they were still in production whenever uh, Angus Grimm died. So part five is going to come out with the box set. I guess they're going to do like a part five, and then they're going to do a box. Oh, okay. Which huh. I mean, of course, it's going to be in that super cool sphere. Man, we'll see. Uh, it has <laughs> to be. It has to be. Man, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to see it. I mean, apparently, like from the film festival reviews that I have seen of Ravager, it's supposed to be like return to form. You know, wow. Which is great. I'm also really really excited about uh, they're doing the 4K uh, digital transfer that uh, the Bad Robot did. Oh, really? They did it while they were working on uh, Star Wars. It's kind of like a hush hush project or whatever. They completely remastered the original Phantasm, and it supposedly looks great. Wow. Um, I'm excited about 4K. Uh, I don't know what it. You really get to see depth. Yeah. In it. Have you Have you watched a 4K TV? Um, you know I haven't. Uh, it's pretty crazy. It does things that your eye can't naturally do. Really? So you can focus on anything. Yeah. And it'll be in focus. It's wow. like pretty amazing. Man. Well, you know, I, I haven't been exposed to it enough to say that for sure. But uh, from the stuff I've seen, mm-hmm. it's like really weird looking. I bet Phantasm will look really good then. Just like the textures and like the, the color in the movie. I hope so, man. I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, Don Coscarelli and... Uh, yeah, that's how you say his name, right? It is. Good God, I've never said it out loud. I think, mm-hmm. uh, but like Beastmaster, the first two Phantasms, uh, he did Bubba Hotep. And John dies at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah God, I, I, I love good that movie. That's so movie. good. Jesus. Uh, like apparently, uh, well, CJ, you know, CJ Menard, uh-huh. friend of the show, uh, he read the book and he said the book is apparently much better. So really, yeah. Which I, I'm really excited to read the book now. Then that's cool. But, um. Okay, that's pretty much all we got for that one. Uh, Let me go to Mike Rodriguez asks, based on your experience with the X-Files reunion, how do you feel about the new season of Twin Peaks in development? Hmm. Um, I did not watch any of the new X-Files because I don't, just this, the recaps that you guys were giving, Yeah, it, it didn't make me excited. Were you a fan of the original? I loved run? the X-Files as a kid. Like, you know, I, Oh, well, man, you should give it a shot. I mean, it's I, not, it's not that, Okay, it's six episodes. Uh-huh. Three of them were very entertaining, and I loved watching those three. Yeah. The other three, shit rubbed me wrong, mm-hmm. you know? So it kind of got me off track. Uh, yeah. So, but, I mean, you might like it. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I you know, that, that, that show, it kind of came out right as I started really getting into things in general. You know, mm-hmm. like just kind of getting into music and getting into movies and and it, it just, it hit me like just the right way. And I, I loved it when I was a kid, you know, straight through until, you know, I guess pretty much until Mulder was off the show. And then I kind of stopped watching, you know, you weren't a J- John Doggett fan, John Doggett. That's what his name was. Oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, the right. T-1000. Yeah. The T-1000. <laughs> I just know him as the T-1000. <laughs> He's either the T-1000 or the guy from uh fire in the sky to me. Oh yeah. So yeah. But uh, I don't know. I never, I, I, I just, I didn't watch on the new ones, but to answer the question, um, I'm still excited for Twin Peaks because David Lynch is directly involved and I don't, I don't approach anything that David Lynch does with any expectations because I'm always going to be wrong. Really? Yeah. I, all I know is it's going to be weird. That, that's, that's all that I know. And, and there's going to be some kind of clunky, weird mis- Midwestern dialogue in it. And mm. other than that, it's just going to be strange and I'm just along for the ride. So mm. I'm, I'm completely open to whatever he has, uh, whether or not I'll like it is, you know, <laughs> But I, I'm, I'm, I can't remember a David Lynch anything that I've hated, you know. Yeah. Uh, but as far as Twin Peaks, I never really watched the original series, so and it's worth your time, I think. Yeah. Um, 
I don't love Mulholland Drive. I don't know if it's because I'm stupid. I didn't get that movie either. I just didn't. Uh, get I it. didn't. I didn't hate it. Yeah, but I. I uh, I tried to rewatch it a couple of years ago. Uh, like I was just laying on the couch at like two o'clock in the morning and it happened to be on like cable or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I stayed up for the whole thing. And I just, I thought maybe I was just too tired that mm-hmm. time, but I asked people about it. Like I had conversations with people about this late later and they're like, no, you just, you just, nobody gets it. You know what, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what might've turned me off? Cause I think, uh, LA confidential came out. Yeah. Around the same time. And it kind of had the same, uh, uh, period going on for it, right? I, was I it the fifties, sixties, or was it? And it was Hollywood. Yeah, it was like Hollywood. It was a lot of like same kind of. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was no, it was no L.A. Confidential. <laughs> well, no, it, it, of course it's not. It's <laughs> it's it was, a totally different movie. Yeah, it was like if you dreamed L.A. Confidential. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as far as being excited about Twin Peaks, I'll watch it. I don't know if um. I'll watch every Twin Peaks episode ever made like Mike is doing with the X-Files. Yeah. Which I personally feel is insane. <laughs> but uh I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. You got one? Uh yeah, actually I kind of got two from the same person if we can just kind of put them together. Squeeze that shit. Okay. Uh this is from Bobby Stevenson White. She asks, "So, you guys talk about dreaming often and I I was wondering if you've ever experienced sleep paralysis. If so, describe the experience. I never have. Yeah, neither have I. Like, I, I that, it seems completely terrifying to me. Like, just to, to wake up in the middle of the night and to not be able to move. I mean, that, that, that has to feel like you're being tormented by a ghost. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to be well, in that state of mind and then just to not have usage of your body is, I don't know. Uh, something I have experienced is... Like, I'll be laying there, and I'll feel, like, something bouncing me. Like, I'm gently bouncing. Yeah. And then uh, I get up, and I look around, and it's nothing. I don't know if it has to do with my my heart. Yeah, it might just be, like, your pulse and, like, your blood pressure. Might, yeah. yeah. But. That's pretty scary. Like just, It might have just been That's about, scary for different reasons. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> show's over, folks. Uh, no, I mean. It might have just been the feeling of bouncing. Yeah. Not, I was literally bouncing on okay. the couch. Next. <laughs> okay. And her second question is, what is your favorite paradox? What is my favorite paradox? I can't really say that I have a favorite paradox. What's yours, Brennan? Um, mine is like the most infantile, like completely like juvenile explanation for atheism. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what, how does it go? Uh, can God make a rock so heavy that he can't lift it? No, that's like the first thing that blows your mind when you're in junior high. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is a good. Like one. I remember somebody saying that to me, and like it being really important to me at the time. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just you know, like, oh man. Uh, sorry to veer off topic, but yeah, uh, that reminds me of uh, I was telling I was telling Jess the other day how I used to uh before caller id when i was a kid uh-huh. me and uh my best friend dean would uh, prank call uh k-true oh. and uh, i don't know <laughs> they were just so it, it was a primitive time for the world yeah <laughs> nothing was digital uh so they were going on live and it's a college student 
you know, mm-hmm. doing this. And he's just trying to make a show like we're doing now. And some, you know, the poor bastard gets a phone call from a kid that on the request hour and he is like calling repeated. This is me. I'm talking about Yeah, me and my friend Dean repeatedly calling one after the other, after the other, after the other taking turns mm-hmm. and he's answering them because he has no other calls. It's like two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> We're asking, can you call, can you play uh Billy Joel dancing with myself? <laughs> Just bullshit songs that don't exist. And he's like, very funny. And uh, he's like, you know, trying to ask me questions, like to keep things going until he gets another call or something. Uh, Not only do we do that, but we'll wait until the song, the end of the song is coming. So he, he does a a break to tell you what's coming up or whatever. (laughs) We'll we'll call the station at that very moment, and you will hear the phone ringing yeah. in the background. I and he's, that. he starts stumbling, like because he's, he's just, just putting some out fires. dude. Yeah, he's, he's just, just some kid. Some guy. He's like super tired. He's been studying. <laughs> he goes bastard. to freaking rice. He's and old. he's there alone. Oh, There's man. nobody there That's to answer so awesome. that phone. So he's doing a a minute, yeah. you know, before between songs or before. I don't think they even had commercials. No, there there were no. The poor bastard. I mean, we just made this guy's life a living hell. That's awesome. Or so, you know, I was the one. I was the one doing the fictitious songs, and Dean was the one doing like, "Can you play Jenna Tortures?" Uh, I don't. I don't fucking know any of their songs. Play some screwdriver. Yeah, yeah, shit like that that they, they could never play. Yeah, or shouldn't. I don't know. That's funny, man. But thanks for the paradox question that ended in. Uh, memory lane. UFOs! See a ghost! Crazy unexplained shit! It's Brennan, Tenfold Tirade is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Really? Yes, they are. Did not know that. Yes, it is. The fuck am I talking about? Lone Star Buttons is, it's a custom button company. If you have your a, a button design you would like to have made, uh, actually, he doesn't just do buttons. He does magnets, buttons. He can do tiny compact mirrors that you can snort cocaine off of if you're into that. Um, he also <laughs> has, uh, I mean, he can do all kinds of shit. All you got to do is go to his 90s vibe website at startbuttons.com. <laughs> Geocities.com. <laughs> Who does that? Who starts a button company? <laughs> that's such a very specific, weird thing to do. I think that's great. I think, I think you should uh, ask Adam Stimpy Jones about that. But, I'm going to ask him next time we have him on. I'm just going to put him on blast about it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I never have, and that's my job. And that's uh, probably why you still get the discount. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> This guy, no, he'll tell you. He's told me. Um, this guy runs his own business. It's a legit business, no matter what his website looks like. Uh, no matter that he's selling cocaine paraphernalia. <laughs> he does. He doesn't sell the straw. Uh, he. Do, that's done, what I need. That's what I need to do. I need to start making the straw. He's done so many button orders for me that I have a vending machine full of buttons in my living room, and it's full of Lone Star buttons. Um, 
he'll put anything on there you want, any kind of artwork, uh, type, whatever, you know, you just have to give him whatever your design is and he'll make it a reality. Part of me is tempted to test that. <laughs> hey man, go for it. <laughs> buttons are cheap, bro. I'm just gonna make a bunch of buttons with a picture of a butthole on them. Do it. I'm do it. Make it a, a sticker. <laughs> Stick on back. <laughs> I'll just put it on me. Never mind. We'll talk panty time later. Uh, <laughs> all of his all of his materials are made in the USA at a reasonable cost. Um, he offers multiple sizes and shapes and different types of products, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> he has tons of experience and he's very easy to work with. I drove over. What is uh his his nine to five place of business? It it's in uh it's in Friendswood, right? No, it's no, in uh, Fresno. 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 What a beautiful place that is, <laughs> man! All the majesty of Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> there was a okay. I'm not fucking around. A house that was built maybe in the 80s uh-huh. next to. A house that was built in the 30s. And I mean, they looked like they were connected. They were so close to each other. Wow. Uh, the one from the 80s didn't look so hot, but the one from the 30s looked like it was made out of wet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so dilapidated. And Man, you want to see dilapidated houses, you need to come to Shepherd sometime. All right. I'll give you the tour. I don't know. You might have to pick me up. Uh <laughs> So he told me that 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 area is uh what is it called un unrestricted no well that too but uh unincorporated unincorporated right okay so they don't have like normal city services like services yeah so <laughs> I'm driving down the street trying to get home and I just see this uh open lot and just spilling out into the gutter is uh or drainage ditch is just piles and piles and piles of people's trash <laughs> i didn't see a sign for a city dump or anything but god damn this is where we do it yep that's civilization right there they that, all agreed on it that's the somebody driving their trash in the back of a truck with their 12 year old son <laughs> fucking chucking it out the side uh anyway lone star buttons lone star buttons.com <laughs> If you want to get in touch with uh, Adam Stimpy Jones, you can email him at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call him at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gabe sent you and you want to suck on those hairy tits. Or you can just use the Stimpy signal. It just beams a hairy tit into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get one of those. Um, so yeah, tenfold tirade. <sighs> this is going to seem a little weird, but... <laughs> Any weirder than anything else? <laughs> uh, it's a little stranger than your bowels, maybe. But uh, <laughs> um, in a NASA image, UFO hunters believed they had spotted an alien megastructure on the sun, proving that the sun is hollow. Scott C. Waring says, A giant door opened up on the sun this week, just a little bit, but enough to make a crack across the sun, and through the crack shined pure white light of the world inside that just sounds like a 22 year old took acid <laughs> laying down in a that field next to manil park staring at the sky it's just 
<laughs> to me, that sounds like, uh, you know, if you go into half price books and you look at their sci-fi shelf, uh-huh. bookshelf, uh, the paperbacks, yeah. the little ones, yeah, and you, the cover looks all badass and you're like, oh, I bet this is good. And then you open it and it's just complete horseshit. Yeah. I've read a few of those. That's what that seems like. <laughs> uh, actually, I read one. Uh, what was it called? It was called Forests of the Night. And it was about uh, this uh, an Indian tiger that was a detective. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was a total garbage book. I remember reading it when I was a kid. <laughs> it uh, sounds fascinating, but well, I know it's written like shit. It's, it's, it's like Blade Runner, but with animals. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's almost like a weird furry version of Blade Runner. <laughs> I just remember reading it on a deer hunting trip with my dad when I was like nine. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's unrelated. Let's talk Why about Why did the, you buy it? I bought it because there was a tiger on the cover in a <laughs> trench coat with a gun. Of course that's gonna get bought. <laughs> oh man, that sounds that sounds amazing. Um yeah, I don't know. But yeah, like uh, what okay, so so they think that the sun mm-hmm. the the is hollow. Is hollow and is actually a superstructure. That opened up. Correct. And like, how do they explain? <laughs> how are they explaining? Ladies and gentlemen, if you could just see Brennan Birch right now, you could tell his mind is reeling. <laughs> like, how do they explain, you know, how the galaxy works? Uh, It's not every star. It's just our sun, bro. Right. But that's, that's kind of like. It's where the Anunnaki lives. Don't you know? <laughs> The Anunnaki. Um, oh, man. Let's just talk about what Tenfold Tirade is. <laughs> what it, what I what I meant it to be and what it should be from now on is I am going to expose the world <laughs> or anyone willing to listen to this show. The uh, crazy shit that goes on in the UFO community, which I was a part of at one time. But I'd never believe that the sun was hollow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry you MUFON uh, fans out there. Uh, I think this whole History Channel uh, Ancient Aliens show has really fucked up what should be uh, legitimate research and not yeah. uh, far-flung fantasies of science fiction, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And- there. It just seemed like, you know, what little bit of that community that I was kind of exposed to growing up through, you know, I guess, you know, certain family members and, you know, kind of, I guess a little bit through like zine culture and things like that, is it seemed like a really interesting group of people. Yeah. And now it's just kind of like... Looney magnet. Yeah. Uh, Which I'm I'm sure there were loonies a part of it before. I'm not saying that, you know, it's, it's the History Channel's fault. Yeah. But well, the history's chan the history channel's part in it is taking the well-spoken people of the UFO community and editing to a narrative. Act- you know, uh, I couldn't even finish that thought before I I had to call bullshit on it because <laughs> that those are paid people, right? People are doing that show to make money. Yeah, they're doing it to sell books. They're mm-hmm. doing it to get more convention appearances and exactly make a living. They're making a living through it. It is, it is a, uh, it's a small, you can make a living writing books on something that nobody has any idea is true or not. Yeah. 
But what they've essentially done is kind of taken the entire culture of the UFO community and turned it into essentially a weirdo version of like, I love the eighties, you know, that show that used to come on VH1 yeah, where they yeah. kind of come on and talk about, you yeah. Know, and, and most of Simon. these, most of the, most of the people that believe in that stuff are not ready to be on TV. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're more, uh, going outside's tough. Well, it's not that it's just, they're not, they're not going to be well accepted because I can, I could I could tell stories of you know people I've run into yeah. people that uh, actually went to a couple of meetings I think I've said that on the show yeah uh, just to see what was going on you know mm-hmm. because not only am I a, a fan of what thinking about these subjects can can do for your your uh, imagination right but um, all, all of these media, all of this media that you can read or experience through video has been around since the 50s, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, people have always thought of people from outer space coming to Earth and and uh, making our world a better place. Or a far worse place, depending on who you ask. Yeah, that's the, that's the movies, though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's... Our... our Modern science fiction is the same as the cave paintings you would see in, you know, Arizona or something yeah. of, that the Indians painted about, you know, their gods coming from the sky or whatever. Right. It's just the technologies around to tell the story in a different way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I could do I could do I could do a whole show about it probably and I'm not going to because that's what tenfold tirade is about. But I think the subject's really interesting, not only from the point of the information that's created from the imagination or whatever documents someone thinks they have, but also from a cultural standpoint of how the fuck does this even happen? You know, where do these people come from? Uh, What makes them interested in this kind of stuff? Right. You know, it's just interesting to me. Uh, well, Brennan, you got anything coming up? Um, as of today, I know you're doing a sticker show, but that's yeah, in the future. I'm, I'm we'll, still, still we'll cover that, that on um, coming shows. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep talking about it every single episode that I'm on until it happens, and then the next one I'll say, eh, nothing really. You got any guests lined up for us, or um, possibilities? Work, working on a few things. Working on a few things. Uh, All right, I think it should get pretty interesting. Sounds good. Let's coming up soon. Let's talk uh, UFOs with. I don't know, Jermaine Rogers or some <laughs> shit. That would be uh, interesting. I don't know. I'd be down for that. <laughs> okay, I'll email him. You should. Um, yeah, this show is fucking fun for me, and I hope all the listeners get a kick out of it. Thank you to LoneStarButtons.com, as usual, for supporting the show. Um, there should be some new buttons available for people to purchase for a minuscule price on the uh, website soon so keep an eye out and uh oh yeah we're doing um not brennan but we no. the show are doing uh uh houston latino film festival on saturday we'll be moderating a q a pretty much for i think maybe four or five of the films uh during the day i am really disappointed that i'm not getting to go to that well me too because I think it would be a blast. 
Yeah. Uh, hopefully I can keep people entertained in between the movies and ask some creepy or weird questions of the directors. <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll see we'll see what happens hopefully we'll get some audio from it and uh i'll have enough for a highlight or two on the show (laughs) but uh all right everybody thanks for listening and gently go fuck yourselves I'm not a woman.